about the gardener lover's salad? What kind of cheese filling you want in that? Ugh. Just give me the fruit cup. Okie doke. What kind of cheese filling you want in that? Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 22, Fry and the Eggman. Ben, I have a question for you. I should have seen that coming. (laughs) If you were a Scooby-Doo villain... Okay, I like this already. What would the costume that you wear be? Wolfman. Oh, oh, okay, straight up. And what was your plan that the un, the Scooby Doo uh, uh, crew uh, figured it out? Because we're t- too smart. Gonna close down the ski lodge. Now, but why? I mean, money, right? It's, well, it's always money. It's always money. It's but always how, money. Those but, real okay. estate investors—they want the ski lodge land. To do for, what? I don't. It's not my business to know that. Isn't I'm it? Just, You're the Wolfman. No, I'm just there. I'm a, a hired Ooh. help to uh, to. I, I am the agent of chaos. Okay. So you're not this. really old man Ben like they often do. It's like old man Winters. No, no, no. I'm. You're an agent. So there's another layer that the Scooby Doo crew has to do. There, and are, there are another levels one. to this conspiracy, Mike. See, so I'm I'm so excited I'm going to run into my mic everything. I want to know more. I'm employed by a mysterious uh, real estate company who's coming in to because they they hate good times and they love money at the expense of good times skiers and people who just want to have fun like girls. They just want to have fun. I mean, I love people. (laughs) And so these investors are, they hate fun yep. and they want to Scrooge McDuck into a pile of gold. Sure. And so they hire me because you got to spend money to make money. Uh-huh. To be Wolfman Ben. To be Wolfman. Well, I'm not going to be Wolfman Ben. I'm going to be Wolfman. But it's been underneath. It's been underneath. Okay. The layers of Wolfman I needed to understand a right. little bit more. There are layers upon layers here. And then that mysterious uh, real estate company okay. is employed by fun vampires okay who also hate fun now are they masked things that if you unmask you'll find real who really the fun vampires were the whole time it was old man winters oh i knew it (laughs) i knew it old man winters hated the use of his name as the season and hated the ski lodge he's just an old man who gets off on ruining people's funds and bankrolls real estate companies to do it this is delightfully (laughs) well crafted and yet and yet you know that if this was in a scooby-doo episode you'd be like oh yeah no cool makes sense (laughs) not all of that That, tracks that tracks Uh uh-huh Yep. That's why I said it was well crafted. Old, old man Winters, uh-huh. He was a fun vampire who hates fun and pays people to ruin people's funds for his jollies. I mean, and his, so there's his a Wolfman. Co- his co- the costume Wolfman of Wolfman was Ben the whole time. Yeah, yeah. The costume of the fun vampire was more of an allegory, really, to the fact that he really 
like he there is no such thing as a fun vampire i'm assuming in the scooby-doo world i might be wrong but he was attempting to take people's fun and remove it so like blood in a vampire's in in history there are only two great allegories one is the one about the people in the cave by the greek guy sure and then the one about Ben as a wolf man employed yes. by a real estate company employed by fun vampires Absolutely. who was Old Man Winters the whole time. Those are the only two good allegories. Certainly better than Animal Farm. Barely an allegory. Exactly. Those animals knew what they were doing. <laughs> Pigs. What would what would your Scooby-Doo theme, uh, scheme be? <laughs> I think it would just be me trying to get enough money to, to buy the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know how that works. Okay. But but okay. since I'm trying to ruin the badness of the football team, the kids are going to be like, no, you can't do that. The team has to be bad. Okay. Now, um... I wanted to try to give more fun to the citizens of Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, second question. What would you be uh, costumed as for this scheme? John Elway. <laughs> Okay, because so, I could, I my first thought was clearly Dan Marino, and then I was like, now, but Ben might not. <laughs> so clearly, clearly, you are going to be disguised as John Elway uh-huh. in a scheme to own the Jacksonville Jaguars somehow to make them good. To make them good. Now, final question: Okay, how are you getting Weird Al involved in this to really make this like pure Mike level? <laughs> <laughs> of scheme oh he's always the halftime performer (laughs) he's on retainer it's great okay actually no you know screw this i want to do that can i do that except for the john elway part that's like i don't need to disguise myself if i could just own the jacksonville jaguars and have weird al on retainer i think that would i would be able to like (laughs) ascend to a higher plane of being well um I mean, I don't know how you're going to do that if you don't somehow pretend to be John Elway and scare a bunch of kids. Yeah. Who no. solve mysteries with a dog. Yeah, that that all tracks. Yeah, that's tr- true. That's the only way I could see ever owning the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> um, And you know what? If I was watching an episode of Scooby-Doo and it was about a guy pretending to be John Elway and then it turns out it's Mike because he was trying to own the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'd be like, no, that tracks. <laughs> What even was Scooby-Doo? What even was? Like, it doesn't matter. We just need some reason why somebody is either in a bed sheet pretending to be a ghost yeah. or has a projector with a ghost image mm-hmm. on it or is pretending to be a wolf man. Yeah. Now I'm kind of wondering what the chase scenes look like with me as dressed up as John Elway. Because they always do like three or four chase scenes right. in a Scooby-Doo. So I'm kind of excited to know what that, just the theme of that. So, uh, obviously, it would be through the halls of Mile High Stadium. Of course. Which isn't actually Mile High, so it's fine. It's, uh, we're, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I, think, I think you and I both know what we're talking about, and probably no one else. And um, so... No, Tema definitely knows. Friend of the podcast, Tema knows what we're talking about. So, it would be running around there, and it would probably be a Weird Al version of a 60s uh, surf rock track about footballs that tracks yeah okay because he is entertainer so shall we talk about a different cartoon (laughs) 
One that one that's slightly closer to reality makes slightly more sense. Slightly, um, I can't. I cannot stress enough. Slightly. How did how did we get on this? To- Why did you ask me this question? Because there is a Scooby Doo part of this episode. Literally, Amy's like, "Why oh, did yeah, you Scooby Doo okay. us?" I've clearly already forgotten the episode. <laughs> Good I spent, sign. I spent the entirety of time before you got here uh yelling at ups so i've forgotten the entirety of the episode this is now a ups sucks podcast what can brown do for me nothing they suck i'm assuming is what you'd say pretty much so i'm assuming a package you expected to be here is not here they said i didn't need to sign for it and then they didn't deliver it because i wasn't home to sign for it and then they charged me five dollars to relocate the the to send it to a place to pick it up and then I even I ranted about it on Twitter and they were like, uh, that's not supposed to happen. I'm like, I know it's not supposed to happen, UPS. UPS, I understand this. When UPS is the one going, uh what? That's not right. UPS right? is bad. Like you know it's bad. <laughs> Season six, episode twenty two, Fry and the Eggman, an episode I have totally forgotten in my ongoing war with UPS. <laughs> it starts on some robot planet. Uh, that I don't think we get the name of, but they're running away no, from a whole so. lot of like pogo robots. They have axes and throwing them. Uh huh. Yep. They they barely get on the ship and without any damage. So clearly, the thing to do now is to figure out what you're going to eat because everybody's hungry. Running from pogo robots makes you hungry. Obviously, it's true. Yeah, I find most stressful situation makes me want to eat, just almost uncontrollably. I definitely ate one of those little mini cheeses after uh, yelling at UPS for a bit. Oh, because yeah. Because I was, I was all uh, in a huff and I was like, I need some food now. You have that stressful energy. You just yell at somebody and you're like, I got a pound of piece of cheese. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> Okay, no then. <laughs> cool. Just me. Got it. Leela decides to use, you know, that app that lets you find restaurants nearby you. The window? Yeah. <laughs> Such a dumb little joke. I mean, I feel like... Okay, so I'm going to just okay. get into this now. Let's do it. I feel like this episode just decided it was just going to poke fun at literally everything. Yes. Um, Which, I mean, it's a comedy show and it's supposed to, but, you know, whatever. But I feel like it's like... It was just like, oh, let's make fun of, of uh, apps now. Let's make fun of uh fast food let's make fun of the opposite of fast food like if there's a message in this episode i don't get it that's fair i don't think this episode (laughs) has a message other than haha look at all the events that are weird and funny kind of anyways they go it does feel a little like you know (laughs) and what is the deal with airplane food it feels very like scattershot like a uh almost like a stand-up routine where it's like now here's some jokes about this oh you're done with that here's some jokes about this it's slightly different right so they go to uh fishy joe's in this big row of like space restaurants they're they're behind lure who demands extra sauce packets and when asked how many he's like uh uh uh, two i guess now my question do you think lure had to pay extra for those sauce packets well he is the ruler of omicron percy i ate because I'm here to tell you, paying extra for those little sauce packets is a ripoff. Uh, absolutely. Those should come with my meal. 
I want extra sauce packets. And I want them now. So. (laughs) For those playing the home game, your food of this week is (laughs) sauce packets. (laughs) Hope you sure you got some of those sauce packets. Sauce packets of your choice. Just have a lot of them and just squeeze them right in there. <laughs> what is this? I mentioned a little thing of cheese earlier. It could have been cheese. No, it's sauce no, packets. It's definitely sauce packets. The cheese was the red herring. Also, not red herring. I do actually have a story about sauce packets. So, <laughs> what? This is what the podcast is about now. Let's go. So, at work, we've got this little uh, uh, cafe sort of area. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, that seems reasonable. And there's there's these uh four trays with little sauce packets and i noticed that each one has it's two words and it's got one word up small up top and then one word larger down below so okay. it's like real mayo so like mayo's the thing so sure. like that little tiny reel above it is pointing out it's real mayo uh-huh other than you know fake mayo uh-huh or like tomato ketchup and then okay. there's one Uh-oh. There's one that is like a, some sort of taco seasoning where they flip it. So if you're if you're Oh no. So it says sauce taco. <laughs> and I don't know why this is the funniest thing in the world to me. <laughs> where it's just like real mayo, yellow mustard, tomato ketchup, sauce taco. <laughs> that was like well, we have one design. We just have to make it work. We just put the words in there. It's fine. Yeah. it's no, Don't need any critical thinking here about what sauce taco is. That's not even the what we're putting out here. So every time... It's right by the microwave. So anytime mm. I need a microwave uh, anything, I'm standing there looking at sauce taco packets. And I'm like, that's not a thing. Stop it. Stop <laughs> you, with this. You type in four, five, enter, and just stare at the, ta- the sauce taco for 45 seconds. Anyways, I definitely have a picture of it, and I'll post it to Twitter. <laughs> you know, that is a fitting into that story, I think. Uh, anyways, so... <laughs> Enough about Sauce Taco. They get... That could be your sauce packet of choice for the home game. Planet Express crew gets up there, and they start ordering uh, some pretty ridiculous things that sure. I... Uh, First of all, Fishy Joe's sells stroganoff. Yeah, but they're out of stroganoff. It's stroganoff Thursday, which is a phrase I'm not okay with. Mm -hmm. I do like stroganoff, but not as a fast food food. I just, I'm talking about how it sounds like something else. Like, oh, I see. It's stroganoff Thursday. Oh, I see. I was thinking about the food and you were thinking about, well, you know. I mean, I will also agree. I don't want stroganoff from a fast food place. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think that's pretty. I think we're we don't even need to dig too much deeper into that because I think we're gonna all agree on that. If you want stroganoff at a fast food place, please tweet at Back to Futurama or I don't know at KFC. <laughs> tweet at KFC. Please don't include us <laughs> on that tweet. Absolutely no. We don't need to be involved. This is all you. So Leela is kind of grossed out by everything. There's like uh, uh, the stroganoff. There's uh, Bender orders a kid's meal, which is like d- like four sodas and like yeah, sugar something. 
clearly i took great notes yeah, on this she episode tried, she tries to get a salad and is asked what kind of cheese filling do you want in that and he's like she's like oh, i'll just take the fruit cup what what cheese filling do you want in that which is horrifying to me uh it also turns out the fruit cup that she has is spelled f-r-o-o-t and has quotation marks around it i have a lot of questions as to what that would be and i actually don't really want the answer to any of those and you're talking to a guy who just had a whole rant about sauce taco packets (laughs) i will say that she does find a bone in it Uh uh-huh in her fruit fry is shoving food in his face and um he says there's no problem with having fast food once or twice a meal and then he starts having a heart attack right then and there. Mm-hmm. And he get, takes a pill out of a, a Pez dispenser. Yeah, with the face of C. Everett Coop, I believe mm-hmm. is his name. I'm yeah. glad you remembered his name because I'm like, I know that guy. It might not be C. Everett. I know it's something Everett Coop. Sure. His Surgeon General. Yeah. Something, something. The, the healthy guy. I only know because uh, there is an episode of King of the Hill where Hank is constipated. And so he makes an appearance on a tape about constipation. That's fair. Is it? <laughs> I just kind of was going to use that sentence as a as a jumping off point, but you're right. I should really unpack that. Anyway, I'll unpack that on King of the Round Hill. The podcast will be starting after this one. Look, uh, podcast friend Tiffany was in town the other week, and she was like, so when we started that King of the Hill podcast, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you never know. I think I might guess. Leela decides, just... She she makes this decision as though she is the one who gets to make food decisions for mm-hmm. her coworkers. She is the captain. I suppose so. However, it's still I think I think it's still sort of overreach. I would mutiny. Mm-hmm. Uh Bender just says, Oh mom, do we have to go to the organic festival? Yeah, they go to the uh, you know, the, you know the organic festival. Yeah, that good old organic festival. Yeah, some people call it a farmers market, but I call it the organic festival. L- yeah, Leela decides that they're only going to eat food that they both know what it is and where it comes from, and so they go to the quote local farmers market, or as some some may say, the organic festival, which is one galaxy over. Mm-hmm. Local. I just kind of collected a few thoughts from here of things that I saw that I thought were funny. Okay. Uh, they see the Amazonians selling Aunt Snoo Snoo's maple syrup. <laughs> Fresh squeezed from a log. Yep. Uh, Bender sees hand-picked Zubin tobacco, and Bender ends up buying a cigar so rank, it'll make God want to be seated far away from him. I, look, I'm not a cigar smoker. I kind of want to give that cigar a try, mm-hmm. because that sounds... Like an introvert's pleasure. Yes. I I don't, though. <laughs> Headphones exist, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. Uh, yeah. Uh, Leela goes and gets some heirloom eggs, which are cloaca fresh. Yeah, she she's like, so, you know, these are uh, these are heirloom, huh? And and so I just imagine like you and, and your wife, uh, you know, just harvesting them in the morning. And he's like, well really uh she's more of a mongoose and we've just found them in a forest somewhere <laughs> you know as you do but they are more expensive than egg regular eggs right mm-hmm. sure are i'll take a dozen she sounds in that moment very much like i'm a crafty consumer i'll take eight well okay i'm not gonna go on a whole rant about the price of organic food because i could and it wouldn't be funny 
I mean, we could, and we could just cut it out. But that that editor that makes editor Ben sad. Sorry, editor Ben. If you want the organic food rant, please tweet at Back to Futurama. We'll shoehorn it in our next episode. <laughs> they go back to Planet Express, and it's the morning, and everyone's in their PJs or in Fry's case underwear. Sure, and I, I, it's what he sleeps in. And what I think is probably the funniest line in the entire episode. The professor comes in, he's like, wait a minute, you're not my breakfast friends. <laughs> like, I like the idea that one, like, compartmentalizes friendships into, like, you're the ones I eat breakfast with. You're the ones that I hire at my company through nepotism. Mm-hmm. You're the ones that I go on zany adventures with. You're the ones I harvest organs from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole list, and I kind of want an entire spin-off series about the professor and his breakfast friends. I do think we deserve that. As I really do. I I think it should be in the world that professor and his bre- breakfast friends on I don't know ABC or something. I don't know. It's the professor and his breakfast friends. Um breakfast. See, we've got a theme song and everything. <laughs> we've done it for you. There's no more work to be done. ABC, uh, if you want us to write this uh, this show, please this, let us know. This spinoff of Futurama, which we definitely have definitely have for. the rights to. Yeah, so let's let. There's a th- here. Here's a audio wink, wink. It's common, commonly known fact that once you let a, a TV show sit around for at least three years yeah. it's anyone's game yeah it's why futurama had to come back with like movies and stuff because like oh no people want more of this uh-huh. we've let that lapse nobody knows the law but someday somebody will figure it out we got to get back yeah. in on this it's it's a weird little clause in the public domain but you know yeah you, you, you have to use it mm-hmm. or you lose it it's why i've got my firefly spinoff show it's all, it's very good all about um which character do you want to be it to be all about kaylee and her mechanical adventures and she talks about her vibrator (laughs) because that's the thing she does in the movie anyways um i like that that's the one you chose Look, you put me on the spot. I started thinking about vibrators. I don't know if I put you on the spot or you put yourself <laughs> on the spot. And why your brain's like, well, I'm on the spot now. Let's talk about vibrators. Wow, we've said vibrators an awful <laughs> lot on this episode. Way more than I was anticipating. Way more. <laughs> so, um, they are, uh, Leela is cooking the eggs. And um, she's like, oh, one thing I did want to point out that we sort of glossed over in the farmer's market. Okay, yeah. Uh, or organic festival, as some people call it. Some people call it. They'd be right, but you know. Um, the reason why I was like, "Oh, they're just they just want to make fun of like everything along the spectrum here," is because they're like fast food. the The show is like fast food is totally gross. You get yeah. bones in your in your fruit cup. You have heart attacks, and then they go to the farmers market and or organic festival, as some people may call it. Thank you. And then it's like, you can tell it's fresh because it's got earwigs crawling all mm-hmm. over it and covered in dirt. And like, they talk about how expensive it all is. And so, so yeah, I, I didn't want to let that point slide because I was that was sort of the other side of the coin yeah, that I, uh, I brought up earlier. And then I got distracted talking about vibrators. So, anyway, You know, our default state of being distracted by talking about things. So, Leela says that these eggs aren't gross. They're fresh and fertile. 
Uh, fortunately, she's blackmailing everyone. And about what? No one knows. And b- unless, and and Fry, uh, Hermes says, you'll never know as long as we eat her terrible food. So Fry, uh, someone, someone asks like what fertile means. And Zoidberg points out that uh, that means that it is, uh, if you don't eat it, it'll just grow into an actual animal. So Fry refuses to eat the unborn animal now that he knows that it's going to become that. So he he's like, I'm going to keep this one warm and safe until it hashes, and then I'll eat it. There you go. You know, you got to eat the the born and then killed animals. And then we get our first montage of the episode, which I oh, call the egg parent montage. I called it a hatching montage with multiple close calls. So, yeah, he's... He's sitting on the egg to keep it warm, but he's also doing things like motorbiking and playing ping pong. Um, and I don't remember any of the specifics at this point. It's I basically mean, just like he keeps putting the egg in danger that he in shouldn't. ways that it should totally break. But then it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, you, well, it has to not break because otherwise there's no plot anymore. I don't know. They could figure something out. Yeah, I'm sure. The egg turned out to be John Elway the whole time. Yeah, see? You just gotta Scooby-Doo that stuff. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we get the first montage of the episode. Yep. And then... We're back at Planet Express, and everybody except for Fry is watching TV. Lila's like, should we turn it on? Hermes <laughs> is like, nah. It's true, because we always get that that visual of them... Just sitting and sitting watching at television. at the couch, but we get it from behind the TV. Uh, and so... It's a good it's a good little joke. I like yeah. that. I feel like it's like I don't want to actually write anything about television right now. Let's just let's act like they're just sitting there staring at the black uh black square. Uh-huh. And Bender is re- reading Arrogant Cigar Aficionado, as you do. And Zoidberg um tries to steal this egg from Fry. Like yeah. he, Fry stands up to Yeah, he's he uh Fry is roosting, so Bender kind of blows smoke in his face and he's like he starts to like uh, act like a chicken right, and like right. try to peck him and run out the door. Um, and Zoidberg takes this opportunity to switch the egg with a basketball. That's March Madness right there. That's March Ocean Madness. And uh, uh, yeah, so Zoidberg tries to make off with this egg so he can eat it. And, and Fry stops him. Fry gives this impassioned speech about how... Because uh, Zoidberg is like... I mean, you're just going to eat it. He's like, well, but you can't sit on something for a week and not fall in love with it. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Which I argue I have never fallen in love with a chair. Well, I guess that that is uh, because you and Fry and uh, frankly me are uh, different people because I 100% (laughs) have fallen in love with a chair. And, um, you know, this is probably not the venue to start talking about it. Um, but you know what? I think, I think I love my chair. It's the light of my life. Oh my God. I'm actually causing tears. Hold on. (laughs) I'm acting too. Calculon would be proud. Wow. Uh, you made any robot devil deals to get that (laughs) acting talent? You mean this acting talent? Um, oh my God. I am actually tearing up. This is hilarious. (laughs) Or maybe uh, you just really feel that way about your chair and you're just re- yeah, now I'm realizing it 
<laughs> realizing it uh, right in this moment. I'm uncomfortable by what the truth might be. So, uh, yes. Yeah. So Fry makes this impassioned speech, but then as he's sort of ra- uh, wrapping it up, he accidentally drops the egg and it hits the ground and just splatters into goo. And he's like, all yours, Zoidberg. He's very like, eh, you know, that's, this kind of thing happens apparently. Right as Zoidberg tries to go eat it, a blue creature hatches from the top of it. Yeah, it looks like this little weird demonic... Like a uh, gremlin kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. A, gr- a gremlin puppy almost. Yeah. It's blue and it's it looks just terrifying, to be honest. Um, as I was watching the episode, uh, Tema's like, oh, that looks like a puppy. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I, I shared with her Leela's later line of, it's just like sm- stepping on a puppy. And she's like, no. I imagine friend of the podcast Tema lost a lot of respect for Leela on this day. A hundred percent. Like, she's like, but Leela. And I was like, well, I mean, she was an orphan. She had to eat something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, I steered directly into black wow. humor. okay. We just had a whole episode about orphans eating books, and that was being enough. I I don't have a follow-up. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually, like, all about walking that line of, of absurdity and black humor, uh-huh. and you're just like... Those orphans had to have eaten some puppies. And I'm like, here, I'm sitting here in the black comedy space right now. And you're over there and I can barely see you. You're over there like... Because it's so dark over here in the black comedy space. Because uh-huh. it's black. Yeah. You're, it's, it's lack of light. You, you're in that zone and I'm like, sauce taco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here falling in love with my chair in the dark comedy pit underground. And you're like... I love sauce taco and what I'm eating some cheese <laughs> and UPS sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, that Th- this is the most combative episode we've ever had. <laughs> I had no lies detected. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, uh, comes out. They all try to kill it, but it, it other than fry. Yeah. Uh, fry manages to get it up in his arms and um, uh, it does melt uh bender's foot cups by kind of exp- spraying acid uh-huh so that is something i thought was kind of important and uh i think hermes is like quick someone kill it before someone names it fry's like mr peppy would never hurt anybody hermes is like oi uh-huh because you know once you name it there's just there's no going back from that yeah and then we get a fry and mr peppy montage I do want to point out that Fry says we can't murder someone just because they're inconsiderate and annoying. And Amy's like, that's what he said about Dr. Zoidberg. And look how that turned out. Which like, ouch, Amy. Yeah, there's another dig at Zoidberg as well, where it's like, this is something that Zoidberg could never be a friend of mine. And Zoidberg's like and so touched like, by yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, oh, like, it's like, oh, because he didn't get the what he was actually saying. <laughs> then we get the second montage of the episode. Uh, which I called the Mr. Peppy montage. Pretty legit. And yes, now now that I've just I've seen how many montages Futurama does, I can't unsee it. And we're, I'm just like, oh my god, another montage. Yeah, we're through the looking glass. Were there this many montages in the Fox run, uh, or is it just like Comedy Central ran out of ideas and they're like, you, we we need a montage. You know, we need two montages. You know, I'm not sure actually. I think that would be useful to for not us to go back and figure out. <laughs> Because at this point, I've I've done my time. But, you know, 
I like I like my montages like I like my fast food meals twice in a span of 24 minutes. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, oh, that's a jo- <laughs> enjoyable. So uh, is there anything in the montage we want to talk about? Other um, than the I mean, fact that it just continues to spray acid on yeah, things? Fry, fr- uh, fry treats it a lot like a dog. It pees on a fire hydrant, which melts the fire hydrant. As you do. Um, it farts on another dog in a dog park. And uh, it's a it's a flaming fart. And so the dog catches on fire. Yeah, that's something. Um, That's mostly what I've got. The, the Mr. Peppy is sort of a walking path of destruction yeah that kind of resembles a dog back at planet express after the montage bender is watching all my circuits uh calculon has just exploded because of a bomb and i didn't quite pick up any of really any of it <laughs> i mean after all these years all my circuits has to be going off the rails right oh like, well, certainly i i want to i kind of i kind of just want to see like a bunch of all my circuits episodes and yeah. sort of see how it it repeatedly jumps bigger and bigger sharks over the course of its run. I could see that. Yeah, I'd, I'd enjoy that. I mean, just like any other soap opera out there. But this one with robots. And occasionally a human. Are there any current soap operas with robots in them? There has to be, right? Like, somebody has to have been a robotic double. Yeah. Of I just don't watch the soaps. They're not my thing. It's it's just not. If you watch soap operas and if there's a robot in them, please tweet at Back to Futurama. I'm actually legitimately curious <laughs> how many robots there are in soap operas. This is not a joke request this time. Most of them are. This one is not. <laughs> so Mr. Peppy comes up to Bender as he's watching All My Circuits, and uh, he's quite, quite big now and is acting very aggressive towards uh, Bender until he just kind of coughs up a tennis ball. He just wanted to play. Bender does a fake throw. Um, and then Mr. Peppy, of course, like, as all dogs go, uh, where's the, where, I don't, you jerk. At least that's how my dog reacts to when I do a fake throw. Uh-huh. And then uh, when Bender is about to throw it again, Mr. Peppy just kind of takes off his arm, which Bender is very pained by. I mean, it's his arm. I feel like he's taken off his arms without pain before. But there are severed wires there. That's fair. Which does make me kind of wonder how that usually works when he manually disconnects his arms. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. I'm not entirely sure how Bender's robophysiology works now that I think about it. I need to know more about Bender's robot pain. I used to play bass for Bender's <laughs> robot pain. <laughs> um it's a good band name so yeah the the rest of the crew comes in and like see he was he was uh uh nuisance all along Mm. he's dangerous we can't we don't even know what uh it is and so the professor says that he found something in a in i think he calls it a medieval monster manual Uh it's called the gygaxicon so yeah they they check out this monster manual and i love that when they look it up they're like it's attack type J. No! Which used to be how old like monster manuals and stuff worked for D&D. I'm someone you have, like an attack type. That's awesome. I'm it, it, it is that it that it references that D&D thing. I'm just super new on D&D, so I only really know 5th edition. Oh yeah, no, this is like a really old school D&D. Like must have been like AD&D, right? Um something like that. Maybe even just uh first Straight. edition. Wow. I don't I don't I'm not 
I started playing in uh, third edition, so okay. uh, my knowledge of earlier editions is admittedly uh, kind of uh, absent. But you you got that. That's that that actually. I mean, I it, I kind of infer it from the Gygaxicon, but right. But I think it's really cool that they went with that. Uh, we find out from this monster manual that it is called a bone vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kills its prey by sucking out the skeleton, leaving a puddle of flesh. Awesome. I didn't know how I wanted to die until this moment, and it's definitely that. Okay, because if you, my- can, if you can leave a flesh pile, why not? I feel like I have a multitude of reasons why not. Okay. One. Who's cleaning up that flesh pile? Not my problem. I'm dead. Ah, oh, see, yes. Two, where'd the bones go, though? Uh, they've been consumed. Usually, that's the part that uh, people don't eat. That is fair. Three, b- bones being removed hurt? Eh, the jury's still out on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we can't. We don't have any eyewitness or, I guess, bone witness uh, accounts here. I used to play bass for Bone Witness. <laughs> <laughs> You've had such a long, storied <laughs> musical career, Ben. So, uh, <clears throat> Bender's robot pain. Anyways, B- they, Bone Witness. Uh, B- <laughs> this has been behind the music. They're like, uh, well, um, you know, we need to get rid of it. Uh, We also find out that it produces asexually. So at some point, this thing is going to start laying more eggs and there's going to be more bone Mm. vampires. Uh, Fry also uh, rejects it being a bone vampire because Fry raised him on a a diet of Brussels sprouts and mixed soda. So it's a vegetarian. (laughs) Yep. Sounds a lot like my diet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Brussels sprouts and mixed soda. That's true. Um the the re- reproduction asexually happens with quiet music and some bone vampire porn. <laughs> I do like how uh, it's a very sexual asexual reproduction. Yeah, you got. I guess you just got to visualize it. We find out also that it is extinct on its home planet, and so they all get the idea that like, hey, we'll just return this thing to mm. its home planet. It can repopulate that home planet. And And eat all the bones. Exactly. And then everything will be fine. Yep. I can see no negative issues here at all. So that's what they do. They go to uh, some planet that, Uh, again... It's it's described later. It's doing six. Okay. Because I was like, man, they're just getting lazy. They're not naming any planets anymore. They're not... uh, Because we had... um, In Newtopia, they didn't name that planet. Or or one of the characters. Or I mean, we named it's fine. His gar he's Garbo. I did find a place downtown with that's called Jarbo, and I was like, it's the <laughs> that restaurant is the brother of the character of Futurama. So because uh, that's the thing that makes sense. Uh huh. Look it up, Jarbo in Portland. Or maybe maybe the rock monster's name was Jarbo the whole time, and I pronounced it wrong, like uh, GIF versus GIF. That's true. That could be it, it exactly. Exactly. So. Anyways, uh, they take it to this planet and they release it. And Fry is like, well, time for you to go. Don't stick around. You really need to go. And he's like hugging. It's trying to go. Yeah. And it's ready to go. And Fry Fry is just he won't let go to the point where Leela bashes his head in with a pipe. You know, 
legitimate friend thing. Exactly. If you were not letting a, a weird pet go, I would hit you in the head with a pipe. It's the least I could ask for, really. And it's the least I could do. Because we're friends. Exactly. And that's what friends do. That's what friends are for. The more you know. So <laughs> so they are just about to leave. Job well done. And then Bender has a keg radar. that uh, He calls it a tanker radar. Tanker radar. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, Bender's tanker radar goes off. And... Such- dumb joke and i love it so he's like awesome time for time to get some alcohol they, they find a scottish style pub called the drunken sniper which grinds to a halt when they show up it doesn't really help but hermes is like we're visitors here speak english yep that's a pretty dang good dig i will say yeah and because yeah everyone in the tavern is speaking sort of uh scottish accent gibberish yes that is an accurate way of describing this and see i feel like this is sort of that theme of the episode again where they're just like oh now we're gonna make fun of like scottish people yeah it's very it's 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 like almost shotgun approach of like uh that area we'll make fun of everything that fits in that area of like the dartboard boom let's go so um they uh there one one of these uh men in here uh is like no 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 we should be hospitable to them especially if we want to get the olympics i mean he he has the prize in his eyes it's enough to convince everyone else in the bar and uh leela's like well all right we'll stay i'm driving though so i'll just have the smallest whisk smallest whiskey you've got one small aquarium of whiskey please it turns out that this one is named Handsome Major Angus McZongo Esquire. A handsome and an Esquire. That's saying a lot. That's two more than me. Yes, same. I, I don't even have the Major. I would like to congratulate you on your promotion to Major, <laughs> by the way. It's, you know, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I, I was waiting for the right time and I found it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, major podcast, Major podcaster first class. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. At, at your service. I'm still private podcaster. <laughs> so anyways. Um, <laughs> it's good. Uh, so yeah, they are hanging out and um, Amy says that they just released a bone vampire back onto the world and everyone just stops and they get really upset about this. Uh, apparently, Mexongo was the one who shot them into extinction as they started killing all of their livestock. They now have way more livestock than they can even slaughter. Uh, we also find out that everyone on this planet is named Angus, mm-hmm. which which multiple times I'm like, well, how do you how do you uh, how do you pluralize that? Anguses, Angi? Okay, well, that's a good question. I I think I'm partial to Angi because usually those rules go based on is it Greek or is it Latin, but here it's Scottish. Exactly. So some kind of form of both. Anguses, I. I got nothing. I certainly think that's the easiest one to say. What do you think? Tweet at Back to Futurama. So Fry is like, but Mr. Peppy is a vegetarian and he's not even smug about it. <laughs> so, you know, he's not going to hurt any sheep. Sure. The Angi decide to kill the vampire tonight, but Leela convinces McZongo to let it live for a few days. So that he, And McZongo's like, that means we can get to know each other better. Oh, uh, yeah. McZongo is... Uh, 
hot, really hot for Leela. Really hot for Leela. And so they are um they're gonna sleep in a barn. Uh-huh. I do want to point out that McZongo uh got his shin wrecked up by a blood uh, bone vampire. He just kind of wiggles it and it just kind of is off-putting and i mostly just want to bring that up because fry does deliver the line that he says that his dad always said you can tell a lot about a man by the rigidity of his shins which i was at first like no your dad didn't and i think back to his dad and i'm like no maybe his dad did (laughs) say that it is delightfully specific to this instance though and then they wake up the next morning and all of the sheep are hollowed out uh, this is when Maxungo is like, Fry, do you th- still think that Mr. Peppy is harmless? And Maxungo calls off the deal. So they're, they're still, I think it's like the next night. I think it's the same. It's the, the night that they've just woken up for, but they're, they're at the drunken sniper and Fry's like, what do we just do? Sit here and wait while Mr. Peppy dies. And Bender's like, sounds good to me. I'll, I'll, I'll start up an El Jerko. Yep. He lights up a cigar and, uh, it's. It's uh, raunchy enough that uh, one of the Anguses in this bar just collapses. Angai. Yeah. Whatever. He his, collapses. His pet canary does not. And Leela's like, man, I need to get some air. I'm going to go for a walk. And then um, uh, she gets attacked by Mr. Peppy. <gasps> Mr. She, Peppy. She sees him and, and Mr. Peppy runs at her and then she gets knocked out. And uh, they find her sometime later, blood up all on her face. Mm-hmm. And she's unconscious. Uh, Leela wakes, wakes up and tells everybody that Mr. Peppy attacked her. And then she drinks an entire aquarium of whiskey. I mean, wouldn't you mm-hmm. after that? Directly after a concussion, I want to drink the most alcohol, yes. I'm also... I have questions about the aquarium thing. Mm-hmm. How that's the smallest one. Not even that. Why is that a thing? <laughs> They make big mugs. They make big bowls. And I and you cannot lie. I cannot lie about that fact. They make all sorts of very large drinking implementuses. Implements. Including aquariums. On this planet specifically. But why aquarium? Does it ta- do they like the fishy taste? I'm not sure if there are fish in the aquarium. It's just aquarium shaped and sized. So it's this giant... Yeah, well, okay. I got nothing. It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous, and it's a great visual as she's trying to drink. She drinks the entire thing in like a big gulp. They decide that Mr. Peppy has to die, but Fry doesn't want it to be McZongo that does it. He wants to do it himself. So this is when the crew go out hunting for Mr. Peppy. Um, Amy leaves a trail of breadcrumbs, and Bender leaves a trail of cigars, and it leaves a burnt forest in their wake. And so they they are kind of wandering through the the forest and they spot Mr. Peppy. And so Fry is like, well, time to do this. This is going to kill him more than it does me. Mm-hmm. Um, when Fry has his gun cocked, uh, Mr. Peppy run- starts running after him and the gun goes off accidentally into Mr. Peppy. Then at that point, Mr. Peppy starts talking like a Scotsman. Mm-hmm. Sur- sur- surprisingly like Maxongo. <laughs> Fry's even like... Wait a minute, bullets make you talk? And then uh, we find out that no, this is just a Scooby-Doo moment. They take the the mask off, like the whole head of this mm-hmm. costume, and it's McZongo. And he reveals that nobody takes him seriously anymore. He's just a greeter at the yeah. 
pub. It's been 30 years since he killed all the bone vampires. And so he thought that maybe if he were to do this and then save everybody, they would like him again, Mm -hmm. which is a, a lot less sensical than my vampire fun theory sure. fun vampire uh uh real wolf estate man. wolfman plot yeah mine no. makes more sense totally makes more sense than this so he killed the sheep himself because mr peppy of course is a vegetarian and also attacked leela so that he could impress her to seek revenge on the creature greeters aren't exactly getting any action he uh exclaims it's true unfortunately Especially somebody who is a war veteran, and or I guess a war against the bone vampires. Uh-huh. And uh, Fry's like, I knew it. Mr. Peppy's not a lover, not a fighter, like Dwayne the Rock Tooth Fairy Johnson. <laughs> I do love that. He's all, he, But in my heart, he's always punching earthquakes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It can be two things. It can be two things. Uh, this is when they look over and see Mr. Peppy actively eating the bones of some sheep. Oh, it was that both of them were doing about half of the the sheep killing. But we find out this is actually a good thing because they had too many sheep the whole time. They couldn't slaughter them fast enough. Mm -hmm. And so this way, now the sheep get killed and they get deboned so they can sell them as boneless sheep. And it's perfect for today's fast-paced, lazy consumer. So they they all agree that Mr. Peppy will live. Yay, Yay, Mr. Peppy. And then they go back to Fishy Joe's and Fry gets some sheep tots. And Double fried, triple salted, boneless sheep tots with all of the cheese filling. And Leela says, uh, make it two. And a small whiskey. Large. And that's credits. And that means that it is time for... Great. I agree with you. It's very scattershot in all the jokes it tries to make. And it is kind of, you know, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure if all of them work, but there's enough of them that are at least kind of humorous that this episode's probably not one of the ones I'm going to go watch again, but I don't see any major problems in it. Like the jokes sometimes don't land or they're kind of silly or to the point where it doesn't make, it could have been funnier if it was a little closer in, but it's an enjoyable thing to watch and enough references and jokes that I enjoyed. I would probably call it a, a B minus. I literally forgot this episode. That is a fair point. <laughs> um, I kept seeing it because I, I keep seeing it when I'm trying to switch between episodes as we try to get these in order so we don't have another Ben fudged up episode. Thanks, Hulu. And so I keep being like, what the heck is Fry M the Eggman? I do love like, the joke, and the, the title, though. It's very good. Oh my God, there's a place here in Portland called Fried Egg I'm in Love. And uh-huh. all of the stuff on the menu is puns. It is the most excellent pun filled. Like if Bob's Burgers opened a breakfast place, so many puns and it's so amazing. I've been meaning to go there, but let's continue with grades. Um, I just want to talk about egg puns more, but okay. So anyways. Give so, me a grade and then we can talk about egg puns. So I kept being like, what the heck? What the heck is this episode? I, I don't remember this episode at all. And it, when I when I watched through it, I'm like, okay, no, I, I remember it now. I've I've definitely seen it, but it was, it's extremely forgettable. Like I that just, is true. I just there there wasn't anything in this that made me really want to come back to it. I was like, it's fine. There are a couple of fine jokes, um, stuff about uh, monster manuals and um, uh, breakfast friends, and like you know, there are a couple of good things, but it's 
it's pretty dang forgettable. And I think for a forgettable episode, I got to go with about a C. That's fair. So, um, you know, right down that middle of the road where it's like, it's not so bad that I remember it. And it's not so good that I'm like clamoring for right. it. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a C. I will say I didn't know it by name, but I definitely remembered it once it started. Actually, I didn't remember it until it got to doing six, where it was okay. where it was with the Scott the Scots, and sure. I'm like, oh yeah, I've watched this before. <laughs> like this is the part I remember. Uh, so we want to know what you think about this episode. Was it forgettable? Was it amazing? Was it? Did it lack bones like a bone vampire got to it? Is it full of bones? Like it's a fruit salad. Is it too full of bones? Like a fruit salad. <laughs> we want to know your thoughts on this and sauce tacos and your Scooby-Doo oh, scheme. Oh, absolutely. I want to hear everything about everybody's Scooby-Doo. And also your the soap operas that have robots in it. That was not a joke. Remember that. Like literally, I would be so thrilled if our tweets for the next <laughs> week were just like, name of a monster, scheme of why I'm dressed up like a monster. <laughs> That would make my entire life, I think. So please tweet at us your Scooby Doo. We should try to schemes. make a, we should try to make a party game around this. <laughs> like this is how Cards Against Humanity started. Yes. Okay. Cool. We'll do that. I can't Nobody wait. Nobody steal this idea. I can't wait for our Kickstarter. Brought to you by the guys from Back to the Futurama. Uh, yeah. We want to know all it's, of this. It's here's Scooby Don't. <laughs> we want to know your scooby don't scheme and you can <laughs> you can do that by emailing us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama we're on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama we're on spotify apple podcasts and all the other podcatchers so find us there review us rate us subscribe and send to your friends and we all have to play this scooby don't game we have to Stay tuned for a very important message about March Ocean Madness. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I think that's about all we got for this week. And so until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. The second round of March Ocean Madness 2019 is complete. Let's take a quick look back at the action. I'm getting ready for this one, Mike. There were no shutouts this round as all competitors gained at least two votes. Unfortunately, with 35 votes cast for each race, that means in two matchups there was a huge 33-2 deficit. Scruffy crushed Hattie McDougal and Lur from the planet Omicron Persei 8 destroyed Mom's sons, Walt, Larry, and Igner. Elsewhere, in a very tight matchup, Mom will be heading to the locker room as well, ruining her chances against the Hyper Chicken, losing by a single vote. Jury had a hell of a time with that one, Mike. No other matchups were quite that close, but in other close matchups, Zap Brannigan defeated Barbados Slim by five votes, and Slurms McKenzie beat Gunter by the same margin. But let's stop talking about the past. The sweet Ocean 16 is set for 2019. Let's take a look at those who made it through the first two rounds and some inter interesting matchups. Let's hear them all, Mike. There will be one celebration either way as Hedonism Bot takes on Robot Santa. Will we be saying ho 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 or oh my? Gonna be good either way, Mike. The Hyper Chicken, fresh off the close victory over Mom, now runs into Morbo. Will Morbo destroy the Hyper Chicken like he signs off on his TV show? Looking at some pre-tournament favorites, 
Scruffy takes on Glurmo, while the Hypnotoad takes on Zap Brennigan. Can Zap take down the Hypnotoad, or will everyone continue to love him? He's going to need a lot of killbots for that match, Mike. Remember to vote for your winner for each matchup given, and join us next week for the Sweet Ocean 16 recap and Elite Ocean 8 preview for March Ocean Madness 2019. Voting will be open until next Tuesday, April 9th. So make sure to go to NeptunianMillhouse.com. That's Neptunian Millhouse with one L, which is your March Ocean Madness headquarters. You'll find the bracket. You'll find the place to vote for round three. And you'll find who's currently leading the bracket predictions. Remember, ride the walrus. <laughs>